Dark Child, and this is The Dark Verse, a collection of my strange works with the sole purpose of sharing with you a unique world of horror and fantasy that will follow you to the visions of your sleep. I've just gotten back from rocking out with Metallica at the Forum in Los Angeles, so I'm pretty pumped to finish this episode and spread the brutal carnage of creativity. For this episode, you're going to get my version of Armageddon. It's a unique twist on the whole idea of the end of the world. So, I hope you enjoy it. This is episode 32 of The Dark Verse, and it is entitled Pathway for the Dead. There was a path that led to all places, but it grew weak. As a canyon of only slight width, spreading through the horizons of the universe, it fought to exist between the gargantuan pressures of surrounding landscapes. These landscapes, formed of all things malice and chaos, fought to bring about the end of division, while the canyon, the path, the journey of organized direction and linear decision was the last component of perpetuality for the furnace of ongoing creation. Through this path, the dead marched, uncountable, unending. Spirits imprisoned in appearances unrecognizable, these soldiers of the afterlife trekked to the reaches of all there was to know. Like mechanics, the dead acted as the gears to which things continued. They never slowed or stopped. They never spoke or resisted. It was they who carried the energies of life and connected all existence. One moment the path was as it should have been, and the next, it was gone. The brutish landscapes pushed their way to victory, collapsing the canyon that had bred since the beginning of time. There were no more dead to be seen. There was no balance left to divide. All of the dead had been crushed, vanquished, all blended together. And when this occurred, I came to life. I was the last hope against these powers that sought to diminish order. Mobiles made of tin cans blew noisily in the evening wind around a house in the middle of vast grasslands. The glow of light echoed from within, peeking out from most of the windows. Of civilization, only a small dirt road led off into the distance. Within, a family of five ate to the sounds of the wind. Once I arrived, the wind died down. That's odd, the mother of the family spoke. The wind just up and left. You're right, I don't hear it anymore, replied the eldest son. Beside him sat his younger brother and older sister. It probably realized it had better places to be, the father of the family said, chuckling. 
Everyone else joined in and briefly laughed. Speaking of which, Margaret, when do you think you'll make a trip back to town? I don't know how much longer the dang rotor in the generator will hold up these days. I'd like to replace it sooner rather than later. Billy Holmes will be able to give you the one I need. I think I'm going to go on Thursday, Margaret answered. I need a few things myself, though I'm not looking forward to that drive in this weather. I'm sure one of the kids will keep you company. Oh yeah, they'll be fighting over that spot, Margaret said while winking at her children. Not it, the daughter quickly said. Not. The younger son began, but was interrupted by a loud crash of glass upstairs. What in the devil was that? the father proclaimed. I landed hard on the wood floor of one of the children's rooms. My speed was uncontrollable. I rolled on the ground before crashing into a dresser. Thoughts, feelings, and other such self-aware qualifications bolted into my mind. My purpose became quite clear to me. I stood up and looked upon myself in the mirror that rested atop the dresser. In retrospect of where I had come from, I was now whole. My skin was pearly white and hairless. My body encompassed an elongated torso that caused my back to hunch and my face to fall forward. On my face, the skin was meshed. It hung like chain mail. Throughout it were cuts that created the vacancies for which my facial features could function. My mouth, my eyes, my ears. But they remained deep inside my face, covered by the shadows of the overhanging flesh. I held my hands to the mirror and saw that they were coarse. Beyond appearance, they felt experienced and ready to act. The family came to me. The youngest was first. He came dashing up the stairs and almost fell as quickly back down them when he saw me standing in the doorway of the room I had come through. He could not speak or even shout in his fear. The rest of the family caught up to him not seconds later. I did not move, but told them, You must leave your lives behind and come with me. My lips rolled reluctantly beneath the overhang of my face. Who are you? demanded the father, holding a shotgun confidently in his hands. Who am I? I thought and asked myself aloud. Such a notion had not yet crossed my mind. My identity seemed trivial. The proper question to ask would be, why am I? And my answer to you would be this, all things knowable and unknowable are in peril. The fabric of essence, entity awareness, difference and such defining qualities has torn. I have come to salvage what is left and make it anew. You're a demon! Margaret shouted, get away from my children, leave this place. I cannot leave until I have what I seek, and it is you, all of you. Prove to us that what you say is true or I will send you from here myself, snarled the father, positioning himself more resolutely behind the weapon in his possession. You die either way, but as I must be the tool, and since it is too late for second chances, I will grant you this proof. I outstretched my hands to the family. Behold your world, solid 
decisive, substantial, ye hold the air, invisible, passable, undeniable. With my hands, I grabbed hold of the matter in front of me as if it were paper, and mixed it together, a whole of nothing formed. Do you see this? I asked my audience. What was once there was no more. What remained was a gap of something, nothing recognizable, a mass of pure emptiness. Soon, there will be no contrast between light and darkness. Soon, there will be no difference between life and death. I am not willing to give you a choice, but if you had such a choice, then it would be between these two ends. Death, the death you have learned of since before you can remember that carries on thereafter, or death, the death that blends, seeps, and dissolves into the empty beyond. I then paused, and at this pause, I was interrupted. The father of the family took it upon himself to shoot me with the shotgun and command his family to run as fast as they could for me. I but staggered a single step back against the shot. I then did the best job I could at smiling, lips spread, extended, and outpouring a jovial signature of situational dominance. Run, Margaret! The father screamed, voice cracking. I leapt upon the man faster than the blink of an eye. With my hands around his head, I stamped his figure into its new world. His body crumpled and his spirit divided. I called upon the spirit with a short and quick song of following and departed after the rest of the family, catching each of them, one by one, effortlessly. Each of them reacted differently through the fear they emanated during their transitions. Strangely enough, it was only the youngest, the boy, who understood the importance of my purpose. He struggled at first, but during his end, he gave in and acquiesced to the revelations of my doings. Once I had gathered all of the spirits of the family, I set them marching across the earth with the tune of Doroin's cascading. For a time, I followed them and sang with them to amplify the sound. We cut through the converging emptiness like light through space, creating a new pathway for the dead with ease. And as our song traveled to the receptors of the newly dead, they came to join us. The emptiness eventually faded and retreated from the earth, but its landscape still remained elsewhere, as they always had. And as far as the earth had known, nothing changed. That concludes episode 32 of The Dark Verse. Make sure you go to thedarkverse.com to check out all of my past episodes. They're calling your name. I have a little holiday special going on right now. And... It entails the giving away of the Darkverse theme song. If you want an MP3 of the Darkverse theme song, all you have to do is go to iTunes and give the Darkverse a five-star review. Once you've done that, send me an email at sharkchild at thedarkverse.com letting me know you did so. Then I'll reply with an MP3 of the theme song. It's so very easy. 
And if you already have given me a five-star review, just send me an email as well and let me know. And I'll still give you the MP3. It's pretty magical. <laughs> All right. Have a great Christmas and Hanukkah and holiday season. And I'll catch up with you in a couple of weeks. All stories on the dark verse are the sole property of Sharkchild and cannot be used for distribution, publication, or monetary gain without my written consent. Sleep deeply and remember to love.